Today, the world is demanding more of products and packaging. They need to meet consumer demands, be sustainable, and travel through different channels. Simply put, companies that make things need to respond faster than ever to change. So let's go beyond the shelf to understand how industry leaders in food and beverage, beauty, CPG, industrials, and more are driving innovation in their products and packaging. We're live, everybody. Hey, hello, hi. Don't worry, we'll sign autographs later. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Charlie. Great, Charlie. Uh, we are live here on the packaging podcast extravaganza show. Second annual Second edition. annual. Yeah. Feels pretty good. You know what's sad? It's a sad moment for me. <laughs> I lost my wig. I don't know where it went. There's not even a website to go order these things from. You I can't just go. Wigs.com didn't sponsor you like we did. No. About. Yeah. Anyway. Hat. I, I do like the Specrite hat. And Bald is beautiful. So like we're it. here at the South Upper Hall, 7670 at the Specrite booth, as you can see behind us with the lovely lighting. And I'm joined by Laura Fodi. Laura is the newly appointed, freshly minted, Chief Marketing Officer. Do I have this correct? It's been a year. It's been a year? No way. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Well, it's still new. It's still new in the grand, in the grand cosmos of time. Yeah. What is Hey! It's bringing new media to Pakistan. Right. Right? Like, we all have different, I don't want to say angles, but interests when we talk to our guests. Like, you have people of packaging their careers, what they're doing, and Corey's got sustainability, Emilio's got kind of the, the design. Yeah. And I kind of love the intersection of products and packaging, kind of what, what innovations are happening going on the, in the future. And it's been so fun to just be at the show. Yeah. I feel like there's so much energy and mature, and just maturity. Yeah. Well, maturity we bring it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit, but. Yeah, yeah. So what, are, what have you guys noticed as kind of overall show trends? I want to introduce Corey and Avelio. Can we do that? Yeah, Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, thanks for not telling me that we were going badgeless. I look over <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, Nerd. I know. Nerd alert. Yeah, Corey. Corey yes. who is a man who needs no introduction. The most famous yeah. face in packaging. The host of the Sustainable Packaging Podcast. And I think, and, and then Avelio, I, li I like your, your word of mature because what I'm seeing in the sustainability side is the things that were here last year or in Chicago at this show were just getting started and now they're maturing. And it's really cool to see companies actually putting them into use and using these new sustainable items and having success with them and showing that sustainable packaging can be as strong and as good or even sometimes better than the old versions. So. Real stuff like scrap. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was talking to a few people who stopped by the booth, and I've heard 
have a new job function that I don't really associate with packaging. Yeah. They've been talking to their chief legal officers a yeah. lot because of all these sustainability regulations. Yep. Yeah. And so I think, you know, not only to your point, are we not seeing greenwashing on solutions, but companies are getting really serious about we have to comply, yep. we have to pay fines or taxes. And so the importance of packaging data, which we talk a lot about, is really coming to the forefront. And when I talk about the maturity of solutions, when I start, this is going to be my fourth pack expo. Wow. My first pack expo when I ask people, you know, what's your biggest problem? You know, it took about 10 questions to get to the spec. And I, I asked someone here, never met them before. I said, what's your biggest problem? And they said, our spec data is, in, is all over the place. So the awareness of the problem, I think because of sustainability regulations, not only sustainability, things like allergy claims, other types of claims for yep. whatever industry, modernization of cosmetics regulation act. There's just so much coming out packaging people today. And I think it's really elevating the role of organizations. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I've mentioned this before, but it seems like more and more as we've been able to partner with Specrite, the the amount of people who almost are like em, almost embarrassingly like yeah actually i don't know much right. about my packaging data and i gave a talk last week at the commerce catalyst conference in in salt lake and i and i just asked like who who has control of your who who controls your packaging data and these are all brands and it was almost exclusively it was outsourced to a contract manufacturer, which was outsourced to a, a, a broker or a distributor, which was outsourced to a vendor. And that, you know, that, and it was like, nobody knew. I'm like, what if you had to pay a tax on that tomorrow? Yeah. How would you go about getting it? They're like, I, I don't know, which I think has been cool. I was just talking with uh, a friend of mine, Joe Ratliff, who works for a competitor, Frankston Packaging, but Joe's awesome. We'll give him a little, <laughs> but I was telling him about the Specrite Network. And I was like, listen, I don't want to make you guys great, but you should probably be great at this because <laughs> this network I think is going to honestly be pretty transformative in how brands and suppliers like Myers, like Aurora, like Velios, IDP Direct. Jeez, I'm so I'm so sorry. Finally got it. I got it. I nailed it this time. <laughs> Normally Charlie cues me up, but it's always like I'm Ron time. Burgundy. Nice job. He always bro. who put the question mark in the teleprompter. <laughs> but you know, like we all work for suppliers, and I think that. This has been a really cool matur maturation. Yep. Is that a word? That's the word, right? Of Specrite, even to be able to start including, the, you know, the, the low life vendors like so, us into the network. <laughs> right. Our founder Matthew Wright was a packaging supplier. True. And he realized it was bad for business for him to have specs that his customers didn't. He'd make the wrong thing. No one was on the same page. So a little bit about Specrite Network for those uh, conversation. It allows suppliers to digitize and share data documents with their customers. And what's really fun for us is in the booth, you know, I'll talk to someone who's a customer and they go, oh, I know Nancy, she's one of our suppliers or she's one of our customers. So the need to share this information is very real. And there's no, there's no value in not doing that well, right? Yeah. This isn't a value in doing sharing data inefficiently through email or spreadsheets. And what I think is going to be the big driver for a network is sustainability. Your suppliers will need to provide you this data to comply with taxes and regulations. So if you can share us digitally in a single source of truth and know that that data is accurate and verified and traceable, it's going to be a competitive advantage for packaging suppliers who start to get ahead of this. 
yes. it'll be a value add for, for the brands they serve. I mean, you guys are on the other side of that industry. Do you do you have the same perspective on this? Couldn't agree more. It's totally necessary. It's a huge spot in the supply chain that's just a hole. It's just not there yet. And you guys are filling that with an opportunity for all of us. It's very exciting. Focusing on LinkedIn as much. Right. We should be able to have some big conversation about yep. what materials are so that we should have that's obscured yep. from the brand and consumer decision makers by the process. Exciting. It's a good point because whenever I, I was talking to a, a chief transformation officer at Heineken, and she's like, scope three. Name drop. Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> Boom. That station takes awesome shit Yeah. LinkedIn. She's doing a lot around integrating sustainability with her whole business model. It's fascinating. She has a cooler title than all of us, by the way. She's way cooler. She's a transformer. She's way cooler. Than yeah. But, you know, she was talking about scope three, and that's the one I always hear people bring up because it's your supplier's data. Right. Right? That's And that's the data we're talking about. Like, this, it's coming, the wave of needing to share it. It's just going to be... Is this going to be a pain point for your business? And are you going to make it easier or more difficult for your customers to work? Right. So I think we're at a an existential point where some companies will get ahead of it, like you guys are, mm -hmm. and embrace it. And then other companies will, will resist. But no matter how you feel about it personally, the, the regulations are driving it. Right? Well, and there's there's something to be said about the clarity and the transparency of the data, not, I mean, the regulations are going to drive it a hundred percent. Also, I, I, I talk about this a lot, like, especially like I'm, I'm from the label industry, right? Which isn't as exciting, but I love it. You know, stickers Nerd. are cool. Oh, Hey, sorry. No, geez, I can hear you I'm just because you don't have a headphone. Jeez. But <laughs> I would always encourage our customers to help us qualify different specs because right. we need to be able to go to our manufacturers and pull in from different places, drive price pressure down if we have to, you know, kind of create competition that way. But it, but if you're not flowing it back the other way with transparency, then you're actually doing your customers a disservice because you're hoarding the data because you think you're going to make more money. And it's not true. The more transparent you are as a supplier, Actually, the, the, the more money you can make, the more profit you can make because you can qualify different specs and you can go help them out. And actually build trust. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll be right back. Are you tired of managing your specs and spreadsheets, PDFs, or relying on suppliers to do it for you? Learn how SpecRite can help you digitize and take control of your product and packaging specifications to drive sustainability reporting, skew rationalization, and better collaborate across departments and with your suppliers. Go to specright.com to learn more. Now back to the show. Another part of network that we really should talk about is, you know, what's in it for the supplier, right? It's like, yeah, it's making it easier for you to share data if you need to, but it's also this idea of expanding your catalog to, to customers. So like the, the, what I think about is in SpecRite, you can search for any when people are on SpecRite Network, you could search for any spec across any supplier. So if I'm a customer of yours and we're buying this type of label today, but I need a different kind of label, I could search your specs right. and say, does this exist? And I could start to discover and come to you and say, hey, Adam, I saw saw you guys make this. I'd love to talk about it. And so it's that you know visibility and connectivity of solutions because, I mean, you guys can't talk to every customer every day and tell them about every single new solution. Right. So how do you enable people have more awareness of the things you're launching. Yep. What are you guys doing at Landsberger? You know, the importance of 
new innovation and communicating yep. that to customers. Yeah, we have a, a bi-weekly announcement of new things that we're promoting and providing. Uh, but what if that could be all online and automatic and searchable? Yeah, what a great idea. Yeah. I mean, if you go to Google and you're looking for a product. Google.com, G-O-O-G-L-E dot C-O-M. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Why, why can't you do that? Should. You know, why only search within your company? You can search across your entire supply chain network. Even maybe with people you're not doing business with. Yet, right. Discovering new solutions. So it's all about accelerating innovation into your point kind of collaboration across the value chain. But yeah, this is this is the exciting and, and to Avelio's point about fear, you know, I could see where there would be suppliers who would be like, well, if if other people's customers can find me, that means my customers can find someone else. And to that I would say, if your relationship and your supplier base, of course they can. Right. They already can. It's just hard because packaging, we're not great at marketing ourselves, which is what we're trying to do a little bit differently. But if you are afraid of that, that they're going to find a supplier on the Specrite network, then <laughs> Avelio's pretending to be a big deal. Was that Charlie? <laughs> just waving at random people. But if you're afraid of that, you're going to lose that customer anyways. That's what I would say. And some people can find you. Exactly. I mean, it I cuts mean, both ways. I'm like, but, you know, I don't think, I've never met a company that's like, I'd like to spend more money to acquire customers. Right. Not one. That's the biggest challenge. And the other thing too, which, which we should talk about is labor shortage. I cannot stop hearing about how no matter how high they're raising interest rates, unemployment is still at an all time low. Companies, especially in our industry, are struggling to find the next generation of people. And Very so true. We can't continue to throw armies. We have to think about selling differently and right. selling smarter. I mean, you guys are so close to this. Are you experiencing this talent shortage? Yeah, I mean, there's from a sales perspective, I think you always have to be, whether or not there's an abundance of salespeople or not, right? The more efficient you can do a job, the the better off you're going to be as a company. And so I, I think there are still, because of consolidations that have happened, there are still some pretty talented salespeople who are out there. And and certainly you can come work at Myers if you'd like to. But but to when you can mix talent, like you know, I, I know Avelio loves basketball, so you love it. But I, I often think about Michael Jordan, right? Like, what's that? Yeah. The cleats in basketball, yeah. When they score the field goal units, it's his favorite moment <laughs> when they won the, the super champions. Yes. But I think about someone like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant who had talent, but they, they worked efficiently and correctly, and that's how they became great. So equipping good salespeople with efficient and great tools that they then embrace can only help them get better and can help people who maybe aren't as like naturally gifted, whatever that means in sales, yep. it can help them grow in their careers as well. So I think it's a win-win anytime you can drive efficiency there. I also wanna give a shout out to Laura Sams, yes. who is holding it down behind the, the camera while waves of people are walking by and, <laughs> They're trying to they're trying to get access over here, and she's just like, no, yeah, it was it was weird, yeah. That's a good round. I know. Nice job, Laura. The video is called "Spec Right versus Spec Wrong," and it's all about illustrating the problem of a lack of specification right? Because what we typically find is, if you're listening, you're like, yeah, this is a pain point, but how do I tell my boss that this is important? How do I illustrate the before and the after of doing this? And it follows a fictional company 
called Margarita Manufacturing, and they're trying to bring a triple decker pizza to market. Sounds great. It's got to go fast. It's got to be fast. It's got to be sustainable. Yeah. And Blake, you know, the new head of operations, goes and starts to work with packaging person, procurement person, and supply chain person to make this happen, and discovers that disconnected data and disconnected systems are holding them back. And then moving to SpecRite, you see them go from operating in silos to being on the same page, having data in a single source of truth, and how at the end, you know, I don't want to give it away, you'll have to watch the video, we'll drop it in the links, but they come together as a team to make it happen. Right. And I think that's so important of showing people there's a better way, not just telling them. And so right. I also, you know, when you guys got a sneak peek of it, did it resonate with you? First of all, that's my last name, and I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't use it so flippantly. <laughs> okay, because you have to you have to ask me these things, oh, right? Trade. I'm not just like I need a massage on my fotis. I don't just <laughs> say that out loud. All right. <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome. I love the creativity behind it, the personas behind it. I think we can all resonate with having worked with yeah. before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And frustration in most companies we work with is. Wait, Where's my, oh, go ahead. Sorry. My favorite part, though, is the, I think it was the actress who played the packaging, Barb, actually worked in the packaging industry, which is amazing. It's, uh, it's from, it's from the Lord above that so that happened. Like, I think 500 people apply to be cast in this. It's like a movie level I production. Love it. And we watched this woman and we're like, oh my gosh, she nailed it. Yeah. She nailed it. And then we find out the day there, she's like, yeah, we're going to pack my company. We're like, no wonder. <laughs> we're like, no wonder you get this. You have lived this. Um, and that was just really special to have, you know, someone in the industry kind of be a part of it, even though we didn't expect it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Podcaster, actor. I have been in two movies. Really? Nobody yes. Knows. Wait. I was an extra in uh, Men of Honor and Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> That's the same story. Same story. Same. Yeah, watch them both. Yeah. <laughs> he sent me a picture. Yeah. That is perfect. So you, he's you, not aged. We're, we're ready. Next, yeah. next movie we do. I'm in. I know a guy. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh. Yeah. I love it. I'll be in the background making faces. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Uh, I know we've got uh, a couple of things happening later this afternoon i'm a little uh, i'm wondering how well this is actually streaming because the internet's a little like meh so apologies if you're trying to watch this and we sound robotic again but we're doing our best we'll make sure to post the actual we're recording the actual live video um but the three of us along with uh jay quinn and uh brent from fusnio uh we're going to be on at two o'clock pacific time sustainability central north hall talking about rad stuff that we see here at the show so that's going to be really great. And then I know the incomparable Matthew Wright yes. has has two sessions, right? Dos Dos Sessionis. Did I nail it? That was, that was Italian. It's all about how to prepare for things like generative AI. And his whole point is like, okay, if you need to train a model, you have to have a data set to train it on. So the importance of data and how that's going to lead to AI, right? And then the second one is about how to bridge the gap of workforce challenges mm. using technology. So those sessions, you know, once today, once tomorrow, they'll both be, you know, streamable out the show as well. Okay, live. Um, and yeah, even as a few copies of this book, you have 
read them when she brought us back and a few people come by and ask for a hard copy because they listen to the audio book. Oh, I love that. We have more of those. And I even make Matthew sign them. Um, so I'll have my kids know. sign the books. Actually, your book is here. It is. Yeah, I have like, I think like fifteen more copies. I know. And the best swag in the show here. Oh yeah. Well done. Swag. I don't have any. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we got the hat. Got the Hats. Well, do you want to hear a fun story? I do. Tell me. So I <laughs> tell us. Swag, things that people actually use. I don't. I'm like, if it's not sustainable, people don't throw away. Right. So we, we always do the hats, and I said, Matthew. No, I'm still on the younger side of things. So everyone's wearing these crossbody bags. Yeah. We should do this. And he's like, I don't see anyone wearing these. And I'm like, none of my friends have those. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no,